Mom, I'm sick of this. And Maria's like, let's get her naked. I'm not gay, what? What is this? Hello and welcome to Pass the Hot Sauce, a Roswell podcast. I'm Aliza Ora. I'm Lisa Abigail. And I'm Lorena Rose. We're here to talk about every episode of the 1999 WB series Roswell, one episode at a time and spoiler free. Today we are discussing Season 2, Episode 7, Wipeout. According to Google, this is the one where the skins make all the humans in Roswell disappear, turning it into a ghost town. Their assault ends with the death of one of the aliens. This episode was written by Gretchen J. Berg and Aaron Harberts. This is the second of eight episodes they wrote together. This episode was directed by Michael Lange. It's Erlang, I'm not sure. It's his only episode of Roswell. He also directed episodes of The X-Files, Hercules, Buffy, Angel, Beverly Hills 90210, Dawson's Creek, The O.C., and One Tree Hill. So he was making the rounds. All (laughs) over the WB. Yes. And since then, he's continued working in TV. He fairly recently did some episodes of Criminal Minds and Bones. So you might see his name here and there. This episode originally aired on the 13th of November, 2000. All right. Um, Also, y'all, this director, the episodes of Buffy that he directed are Surprise, Band Candy, Bad Girls, and Pangs. Oh. Like, those are some good episodes. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Anyway. All right. So we open this episode on like a good old fashion looking tour bus. I love a good vintage tour bus. Why do TV shows never have current looking tour buses? They always look like they're out of like the 1950s. <laughs> it's true. Well, if it came from Skin City, That's I don't true. think they had anything terribly new there. I mean, they had a stagecoach museum. It's impressive that they had anything with a motor inside it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised they're not in a stagecoach. I feel like TV shows always have, like, super out-of-date buses, though. Maybe they figure it's better to be decidedly vintage than, like, try and do something modern and then have it look dated later. And now everything's, like, fully wrapped in ads all the time. Yeah, yeah. that's not true. not to put on your TV unless you're looking for some product placement. This is a special bus. I don't know if anyone noticed that it says yeah. special on top. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very special bus, and we'll get into that later, because I have theories about why it's special. Okay. Oh. <laughs> a theory. Okay. We go to the Evans house where we are denied in our streaming and DVD versions the Good Charlotte song, Complicated, which <gasps> is a real travesty. I loved yeah. Good Charlotte. Instead, we get Melodyne's I'm Over My Head whatever yeah good charlotte when i was a kid i mean when i was in like middle school they're a maryland based band and i grew up in maryland so they were kind of a big deal oh (laughs) we actually see a parent and the presence of the other parent is like in you know implied Implied, we don't see him because i'm sure he's not there but yeah she yells up to philip I love their way of, like, getting around that actor either not being available or them just, like, not wanting to bring him in. They're just like, hey, honey, food is ready. Are you coming down? I was interested to know what y'all think of the exchange between Max and Isabel, where he's like, why are you avoiding me? And she's like, I'm not avoiding you. We destroyed a race of people. I'm just trying to get past it. And he's like, are you sure there's nothing else? Nothing else? Maxilla. genocide is a big thing thing. you dummy she's like oh no big deal we just murdered a bunch of people like could it be more clear that she's being sarcastic and he's like oh okay well if there's nothing else like what oh max Uh, oh maximilian yeah (sighs) i know she's the only one that like acknowledges at all that they just like killed an entire race so yeah all right Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess they didn't actively kill them in that moment, but they have, right. in theory, left them to their doom by destroying their their chance yeah. at survival. Well, and they also, like, whatever the husks are, they're, we know they're like a sentient life form, so they killed whatever the husk species is. Although the husk species probably wasn't thrilled to be genetically manipulated in that way, but, like, they still were, it seems like they were creatures who had some awareness Mm. and yeah it was overall like a pretty serious thing to do makes sense to be kind of taking some time to process that yeah yeah 
And in this scene, Diane Evans ha- is serving a frijole frittata that she claims Martha Stewart serves to her guests in the Hamptons. From the research I did, Martha Stewart does not have a frijole frittata recipe. She has like a ranchero frittata, a Mexican frittata. She even has one with blistered green bean and corn. There is no frijole frittata. Um, I, it sounds gross to me too, which is why they like get some juice to wash it down with. <laughs> so, okay. If you're not into frittatas, may we interest you in some fish that Kyle and Jim are catching, which you can't actually have because Kyle throws it back in the river. I Jim love it. Jim is so upset about it. Fantastic. So is Kyle a vegetarian or a vegan now? I don't, I, I don't know if he's necessarily vegetarian or I mean, I guess maybe that would make sense. I just but would like, a vegan person be going fishing in the first place? I don't like, think it still they would. causes pain and terror to the fish, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think that his like little catch and release style is—it's pretty adorable. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, look at how beautiful this is." Okay, yeah. bye bye. Yeah. Jim is like the badly bangler does it every time. We're gonna be eating like kings, and Kyle is like, "Totally flop." Bye, fishy. Have yeah. a great life. <laughs> it would have been nice. He could have mentioned it to his father yeah. ahead of time of like, hey, I know in the past we've kept fish and eaten them. I don't plan to do that this time. Like, I would <laughs> but, like to just catch and release and like hang out together. Like, that like sounds like a lovely day of to life, me. Dad. <laughs> yeah. Kyle also, when he puts the fish back, says, it's the circle, dad, the circle of life. And aside from obviously immediately triggering the Lion King song, I was like, no, baby, I don't think that is the circle of life. That's not what that means. The circle of life is you eating the fish so you can survive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't make sense. He's wrong about that, but he's still so cute. I know. He's so sweet and adorable. I, I am enjoying this new Kyle. Yeah, I love him. Okay, in the music that is playing in the next scene as they're driving in the Jetta, it's like this intense trance music. And I looked it up and it's called Let It Go by Cool de Sac, as in Cul de Sac. I don't even <laughs> I don't even know. But do you know, Lisa, if this was the the song orig- originally in it or not? Yeah, so this is the original. This says it's Paul Van Dyke or Dick, tell me why. So different song. But it seems to imply it's the same one. What did you say it was called? This is called Let It Go by Cool de Sac. Um, And the song is, I mean, what I was hearing on the DVD, um, the lyrics are saying Let It Go. So it seemed like it was the right Uh, Well, then I don't know. If my live journal friend is incorrect, then that's where I get all my information from. So if she's incorrect, I'm incorrect. I have noticed uh, at least a few mistakes in there where it says it's the same song, but it's definitely not the song that Mm. it has listed. So this might be one of those times. Also, there, well, there may have been a bunch of different versions, and it's possible probably. that it's accurate for the versions that she has listened to and watched. Yeah, because I think this was just like probably whenever the first pressing of the DVDs came out, so if yeah. they changed it at any point since then. Anyway, okay, cool. I don't know. Yeah, that's possible. Also, what does Maria mean when she says something about, like, her dad is totally Kathy Lee? I have no idea. I did and not understand that at all. But in Googling it, I found that Kathy Lee is starring in a rom-com that's about to come out, and it's her and she Craig is. Ferguson. And I enjoy- I'm happy that there are rom-coms coming out for people in, like, their 50s and 60s. Yes. Yeah. Actually, she's, like, it. 67. So, good for them. Finding love in Scotland in a castle or something. <laughs> it looks adorable. Sounds I don't great. like rom-coms, but, you good know. Good for her. Looks cute. I like the occasional But yeah, I have rom-com. no idea what they mean. Maria also says that he sends him 30 miles out of town on an errand, and then we find out later that they went to Dexter, right? Is that the name of the city? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is 18 miles away, so maybe she meant round trip. Yeah, or she could just be, she hmm. could just be... Uh, Maria-ing. Yeah. Hyperbolizing. Yeah, hyperbolic. But Maria-ing is also appropriate. I'm sad that they couldn't find a way to bring Alex with them so that all of our human characters could conveniently be out of town. We only get him for like a minute and he wasn't in the last episode either. Yeah, I know. It's a bummer. I'm glad Jim's back, though. Yeah, I knew you would be. (laughs) (laughs) And this is when we first see... The bright uh. green glowing phallus. Yeah. That, in case you didn't notice that it was a phallus, it is it's definitely perfectly a phallus. positioned. 
yeah, on okay, that billboard. So, yes. Aliza, we are totally on the same page. In my notes, I have been calling this the glowing green phallus of doom. I've been calling it the green dildo. Nice. I've been calling it a gl- the glowing phallus. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, also, it made me think of, remember that exhibit that uh, dear sweet Milton had in the UFO center? Rods? That was just rods. Oh, yeah. this is a rod. This is what they were talking about. Oh my god, this belongs in that exhibit. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I did think this was, like, a little out of character for the show. You know, they don't even say sex. They say, like, making love, and they insinuate things. And then they have, like, a big green phallus that is, like, blatantly sticking out of, like, a crotch. I just thought, like, that kind of humor was out of place here. It's still just an insinuation, though. No, None of the characters call it a phallus or a dildo. The billboard was defaced, and they thought it was a prank, which I feel like that's what they thought. Yeah, I thought that was them saying, like, ooh, this is inappropriate. Yeah. We go back to the Evans house, and Diane has been paying attention. She notes that that cute Liz Parker hasn't been calling around lately. Oh, well. So way to go, Diane. She didn't notice that her kids took a weekend trip to Skin City, Arizona, but she notices that that swell little Parker girl doesn't call her little Maxie anymore. Good for you, Diane. Also, Max, yeah. in, in an effort to not answer, with his mouth full, he's like, couldn't I have some more frittata? Frittata? The way he says it. Free, it's so frittata? weird. <laughs> it's very weird. But he can't because Diane vanishes into thin air. Yeah. Liz and Maria come back into town. They find that everyone's disappeared. And then the tour bus arrives with Nicholas and Ida. And it seems like this is just a busload of skins. Like, they all and their last-ditch effort to save themselves just took this special bus to Roswell. Yeah, they all went on it. But also, can I say, when Liz and Maria are going around, for, like, a small town that doesn't usually seem that congested, there are a hell of a lot of cars and strollers and bikes, and, like, like really, all at the same time, they're all there at the same time. Yep. It's a Saturday morning. They're all heading to the farmer's market. (laughs) Why not? Ugh. So after we see Nicholas, we go to the credits, and then we come back to Jim and Kyle calling in the glowing green phallus of doom. <laughs> and then Jim, I thought this was really out of character. Jim says to Kyle, you know what? If you laid off the mumbo jumbo, you might get a date every once in a while. And yeah. I was like, Jim wouldn't say this. Rude. This is mean. That's not like Jim. And unnecessary. And like, Kyle just went through this near-death experience. Jim was so freaked out. He's been so loving and supportive. And then he's just like, nah, you're a hippie. Bleh. He's just, he's really upset about that fish. He's like still really upset about it. <laughs> yeah. Also, he like complains about Kyle burning compost sticks, which like <laughs> the only thing we could all think of was incense. Yeah. So I and guess then he doesn't like incense. the smell of the incense. And Kyle's like, it's Elang Elang, which I'm, oh, he says Elang Elang, but I apparently am the only member of this podcast who had never heard of that. So I looked it up <laughs> and it um Elang Elang is a yellow star-shaped flower. It comes from the Kananga tree. Um it's native to Southeast Asia, so like India, Philippines, Indonesia, and uh Queensland in Australia. It's used for its scent. Apparently it smells really good. It's um in a lot it of does. perfumes, including Chanel number no. five. And uh, also it's used in essential oils, which I'm thinking he probably got from Maria because she is our essential oil dealer in town. Yes. Or Maria's mom. (laughs) Yeah. There are a lot of benefits (laughs) from it. They say it's good for skin. It can lower blood pressure and reduce depression and alleviate anxiety. So people use it for a lot of different things. Mm. But my understanding is in no way does it smell like compost. No. Yeah. It is also, Elisa, supposed to be good for the libido. Ooh. So maybe this is Kyle's way of getting himself a date, Jim. Yeah. I mean, if Liz hadn't come over to try to have fake sex with him, he would have had something resembling a date with Tess. Mm. Yes. Kyle seems to be doing just fine for himself. And you know what? Maybe he doesn't want to go on dates, and that's fine, too. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, you know what? Like, some people don't want to date. Some people, like, want to take a break from dating. Some people don't want to date ever. Like, not your business, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I think this is not written consistently with Jim's character. 
Yeah. The other very important thing we find out in this exchange is that Hansen has an aficionado for Frappuccinos. Oh, Deputy Hansen. Very important. <laughs> any news, any information I can get about Hansen, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know him very well. Also, we learned that he is not answering uh, the radio. Yeah. Because, Suspicious. like we already know, everyone is gone who was inside the uh, the city limits. Yeah, this is a very specific or precise uh, spell or whatever it is that the the phallus has cast. Mm-hmm. It like targets the city limits. It's like, all right, I can't go a centimeter outside. Very focused. Yeah, yep. very good magic. That well, Courtney did. does say later that Nicholas has a very powerful powers and brain so yeah assumably this is nicholas is doing to orchestrate this this time dimensional shift around roswell back in the evans house isabel has this really scary moment where she thinks max has disappeared too because max does not communicate he just leaves the house without saying anything to her i understand wanting to go check on the neighbors but you like yell Going outside, gonna check on the neighborhood, yeah. be back in a minute. Yep. And Isabel, I mean, this is like a real panic that she has. Um, and mm-hmm. then when he comes yeah. back, she makes a phone call. Who does she mm-hmm. call? Who do we, like, who do we think she's calling? I assumed it was Alex, because she doesn't seem to have any other friends anymore. Right. Because at or first I be thought Michael? Michael, but then it's like, no, but Michael would answer. Actually. Right. And Max yeah. calls Michael later. Oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe Alex. Yeah. So in Michael's apartment, Courtney is just in his bathtub. I'm so bummed that we didn't get to see her regular form without the husk. I know. Because she has changed from her old husk to the husk that Michael stole. Yep. I would love to see that process. Yeah. Hermit crab style. Yeah. But whatever the process is, it involves, like, poop brown water. Yeah. I have two Mm -hmm. questions about this scene. First of all, why the hell is the water like opaque and brown and two yeah. what the fuck is he doing in the bathroom with her while she's taking a fucking bath i mean i feel like like perhaps she submerged herself under the water to switch into the new husk but like somehow. why did she but do it at his house why did she need yeah. to do it at his house and then where's the old husk yeah and i yeah i have a lot of questions Yeah, does the old husk just look like a dead body or does it just look like a pile of skin? Did it, it maybe that's why the water is brown? Maybe after she Ew. changed out of the old husk, then it like disintegrated into the water because mm. it didn't have a host to feed on anymore and now the water is just like filled with dead like, skin cells. Husk particles. Disgusting. <laughs> so Courtney says that the husk that she's wearing wasn't fully mature, but they arrived on harvest day. So what? What? Yeah. At that point, was fully mature. That's why they were harvesting them. I would understand if they were like, "Oh, I don't have whatever technology I need to do the transition appropriately, so it's not going to work as well." Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they just went with, "Oh, it wasn't mature." When we know that that's not the case. I mean, maybe it was episode. still a few hours from being mature. Maybe the harvest was going to be at like midnight. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the next day. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they just <laughs> forgot. It's entirely possible. Yes. <laughs> also, this phone call from Max, I found hilarious. Like the dramatic phone call, he just says, "Meet us at the crash town right away," and then hangs up. Yeah. Yep. Like you, That's you all. do have time to say a little bit more than that. I think it's like such a TV show thing, though. Like, yeah. No one ever says goodbye. No, People never. are just like, we'll meet at the restaurant tonight. And the other person's like, I have all of the information that yeah. I require. I will meet you at the one restaurant at the precise time of tonight. Fantastic. <laughs> and then the phone call's over. You're like, oh, all right. Yeah, phone calls on TV are just not realistic. Yeah. <sighs> and then we get, to, uh, we uh, are on the street and... Liz and Maria are walking around, still trying to figure out what's going on. And I have another question here, which is, like, Mm -hmm. there seems to be this, like, startling moment. And then we, like, seem to, like, see them through the eyes of the skins, perhaps. And I'm Uh like, can the skins fucking turn invisible? What is going on? Like, why don't they see this skin that clearly sees them? I'm assuming that's what's going on, because otherwise, why would be... We be seeing them through this like weird garbled vision. Was... I thought they were just hiding. It's what we've seen when they were spying on Michael and what 
we saw when they were spying on Nisado earlier. So I thought maybe they were just hiding behind something watching them. I just thought All it right. was... I agreed. I agree, though, that I thought it was kind of weird that, like, it wasn't mm-hmm. really developed anymore, that they were, like, being followed or, you know, it just, I don't know. I found it kind of out of place. Maybe they were, because then Nicholas and Ida show up at the crash down a few minutes later. That's true. Uh, what I thought was weird here was when Liz picks up the skin, it crumbles in her hand. Yeah. When yeah. Maria picked up the skin in the last episode, it didn't crumble for right. her. Nope. So Which I we talked about. I thought, I... okay, well, maybe it's because she's a human, but Liz is also human. So unless so that... Max's alien powers have rubbed off on her somehow, then... I don't know. I have such a hard time with this show deciding whether things are intentional or not. Yeah, I don't think this was intentional. It's like, it doesn't make (laughs) sense that it didn't crumble for Maria. Okay. This is a low budget, late 90s TV show. Yeah, maybe they just didn't have the CGI budget. And I should also add to my description, it's a low budget, late 90s teen TV show. Yeah. (laughs) And I think... uh, those factors combined and the teen element, the production company is assuming that the viewership will not be paying as close attention to these things because the viewership is going to be more into the emotional drama of the situation. That's my that's my theory. It reminds me of a beautiful Taylor Swift song called Cardigan, where she says, when you are young, they assume you know nothing. Yep, that's true. But yeah, they just don't think like teenagers are going to catch it. Yeah. In this next scene of the crash down, I don't know what took me so long, but I finally realized, I finally like looked at Isabel's outfit and was like, why is she wearing a mom sweater? Yeah. And like, I don't mind mom sweaters. Like, I love wearing mom sweaters, but it just seems like out of character for Isabel. But yeah, she's an 18 year old high school student wearing a baggy tan mom sweater. Whereas sometimes she wears like leather pants. Yeah. Well, she was having a family breakfast at home, and maybe that was just her lounging around the house outfit before she changed into her leather hanging out outside outfit. Yeah, I still thought it was weird. I like here that Michael has like kind of a smart, clever conclusion where he immediately figures out that someone made this happen. This isn't like some weird natural phenomenon, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that they've done it to try and single out the aliens. We don't often see Michael get these moments where he gets to be like, I have figured something out. Yeah. Yes. So I appreciate that he gets to do that here. Same. But his theory's out the window momentarily when Liz and Maria show up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Um, Liz comes in and I feel really sad for her because she's like, what do you mean everyone's gone? Are they dead? And I was like, oh. Yeah, she's like yeah. very scared. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, I would be too. And Maria tries calling Alex and then finds the CD that he burned for yeah, her. Yeah, that he was going to give to her. And she's like, Aww. oh my God, he was here and now he's gone. Isabel says they need to figure out who did this and Liz is like well we know who did it it's the skins and I feel like that would have been Isabel's first guess too I don't think Isabel would have been like oh we have no idea yeah like we just murdered a bunch of people I wonder who is now coming after us maybe all those people right and Tess comes in and is like yelling at Courtney like accusing her being like this is all her fault your people blah 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 when like come on Courtney just like assisted you guys she was the one that broke the husk machine sacrificing herself so like give her a break you would think tess would have a little bit more sympathy for the new cute blonde alien who everyone is into (laughs) relatable tess no she's like there is only room for one cute blonde alien (laughs) and it's me maybe she sees this as her opportunity to turn everyone against someone else She's like, no, 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 she's the bad new cute blonde alien, not me. I'm the old cute blonde alien now. I mean, honestly, that is a thing. I mean, in in many countries, like, an immigrant group comes, they get treated like shit by the group that's already there, then a new group comes, and that immigrant group who is treated like shit treats the new group like shit. Yep. That's the history of so many countries. So it's kind of just reminded me of that. I do wish that we could just see... Some of the female characters on this show not always like squabbling with each other and blaming each other. Just yeah. like working together. Yeah. And, you know, being friends. Yeah. So Nicholas and Ida come in, they hide in the bathroom, and here we get the third episode in a row with an Elvis reference. And Maria says, Oh, please don't let me die like Elvis, <laughs> meaning in a bathroom. 
But this yeah. is the third episode. Like we're we're on an Elvis kick. The it's writers great. must like Elvis. I guess. Also, did anyone catch Maria sniffing her essential oils in yes. the bathroom? Yes, I did. I also, like, did they really all have to go into the bathroom if Tess is using her mind warp anyway? Maybe it's easier if they're all together. Well, maybe it was easier. Yeah, to just change, like, because all she changed was she made that door look like a mirror, which maybe was easier than making six people or however many invisible. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, that does seem like an easier task. Still really impressive, though. She does Mm -hmm. a great job, and it's clearly really hard on her. When they come out, she says, I've never come up against power like that before. It feels like someone took a sledgehammer to my head. And Max is rubbing her arm, and he's concerned, and then he sees Liz walk away, and he's like, oh, bye. Bye. Yep. Also, they're looking in the mirror and Ida tells Nicholas, like, don't pick. And then he said, you know, he's like, you're really peeling. And he says, let's get you back to the moisture chamber. To which I say, what? Yeah, where's the moisture chamber? My theory is that the bus is the moisture chamber. And that's what makes it special. Yeah. Oh. Mm, maybe. Because that's like their home base here. They keep going back to the bus. I also like her being like, ah, why couldn't these kids be from Seattle? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it rains there a lot. <laughs> And then they wouldn't have had to be camped out in Copper Summit, Arizona to be near the site of the alien crash. Yeah. If you're a species that really thrives on moisture, maybe Arizona wasn't your best friend? Yeah. No. You think? Because it's not like it was even like, yeah, you could drive there in a day, but it's not like it was like just down the road from Roswell where they can like keep a close eye on the situation. It's like eight hours away. Also, it seems like... It becomes clear that Nicholas is in charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is he in a child's body? Like, well, how did because this happen it's funny. In, or, initially? Well, my question was more like, all right, I don't know how it happened. That doesn't make sense. But also, why does he call Ida mom? Yeah. Because they've lived in that skin city, it seems like, their whole existence. So it's not like they need to pretend for any humans because there aren't any humans there. Maybe the alien inside of Ida's skin suit really is his mother, like in their home planet also. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think. Uh, It just seems weird to me. Because like she addresses him as their leader. Like she calls him sir. Yeah, weird. But she could still also be his mom. Mm -hmm. And whatever rank he's at, he could call her mom, but she would still have to call him sir or leader. I don't know. We don't know the politics of their planet. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Also, we don't know, like, how families work there. But he does, like, interact with her a little later in a way that, like, seems like a teenage boy interacting with his mom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Upstairs in in Liz's room, she's, like, smelling her mom's sweater. um, Mm -hmm. And we get a reference to another Elvis. A different Elvis. A different Elvis. Elvis. Because she says that her mom always played Elvis Costello on Laundry Day. Yeah, when we got into the scene in the streaming version, I found it a little jarring. And I was like, well, it is definitely Elvis Costello. But I looked it up and this is the song still. The song in the original was Allison. And I think it's a much better fit for this scene. So I guess they couldn't get the rights to that. I think that's a better known song. Um, So it did flow, I think, a lot better with the original song. So there's a musical change that had an impact but i ugh, max is like there for liz supporting her until he remembers oh yeah i saw her with another dude my feelings are more important than hers bye yeah he sees her bed and is like triggered by it uh-huh. and has to leave you're not dating you weren't dating then either yeah give it up yeah this is just none of his business um, but he gets called away anyway because Courtney's collapsed. So they take her upstairs and Maria's like, let's get her naked. I'm not gay. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Huh? No. I do love in this scene, though. Isabel. Yes. How Isabel pushes them out with telekinesis, closes the door. Yeah. And she does it so like nonchalantly. Like she doesn't even like she like barely even looks at them. She like, you know, kind of just does it and turns yeah. back around. She's like, get out. Leave. Leave us be. We will handle this. Stop looking at the naked girl. Bye. Even though Michael had just been hanging out with her while she was bathing. Also, more weird colored water. The water that comes out of the tap is like yellowy, like rusty. And then in the next scene, after they've thrown the vitamins in it, then it's like this nice like blue Blue. color. Like they put a bath bomb in there. They also just like throw the vitamins in. Like they don't open up the capsules to let the actual powder out. They just like... Throw handfuls of vitamins. Which, like, they would dissolve after a little time. Uh, I mean, it would 
be a lot quicker if you just open yeah. it up and let oh, the absolutely. contents out. Liz says that the husk is starving and is looking at Courtney's thighs like they're two canned hams, which Courtney takes great offense to. Does Courtney's <laughs> regular form even have thighs? What is a canned ham? Yeah, How does no, the I don't know what a canned ham is. Not eat them all the time. I didn't. There's so many things about this that I didn't understand. Like the husk is hungry. Like was it because? So this is why I feel like it would have made more sense to say like we didn't get to form the connection properly. Because if they have some sort of symbiotic relationship with the husk, like, cool, maybe that was disrupted and that's why the husk is trying to eat her. Because otherwise, like, aren't their husks just always in this weird life or death competition with them? Like, if the relationship truly is parasitic, which is what Courtney said, yeah, it would make sense that there was some, like, fighting going on there. But, like, this just seems very... It's a lot. I thought their logic in this scene made no sense. All the girls being like, well, we have to feed it because it's eating her. And I don't know. And Maria throws a whole bunch of stuff in there, including pamperin'. And I, pamperin <laughs> sounded familiar to me, but I'm like, what's pamperin? Like, it's for a period. It's PMS meds, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I yeah. looked it up. It's just Excedrin. It's aspirin, well, acetaminophen, and caffeine. It's the same thing as Excedrin. But it's, yeah. It's marketed for menstrual issues. It's probably like pink. Yeah. Because you could probably charge more for it if you market it towards traditionally female coded Fuck people. the pharmaceutical exactly. industry. But I, I love that Maria like has all these things and everyone's kind of looking at her and she's like, what? I was dating Michael Guerin. Like, that's an explanation. Yeah. It's weird. Like, like she... Michael gave me period cramps. Duh. Michael gave me dis- depression. I'm taking St. John's yeah. Ward. <laughs> it's weird. Like, lately, sometimes she refers to him as her boyfriend and then other times she's like, I was dating Michael Guerin. It's like very unclear. Like, they're not together, but they like kind of are... But they still care about each other as evidenced by like them yeah. hugging when when yeah. they get to the restaurant and realize that that Liz and Maria are okay and Yet he has yeah. some some connection with Courtney. There's something there. Yes, yeah. as Max points out, when out on the balcony he accuses Michael of sleeping with the enemy. I'm just like, Max, shut up, Max. Yeah. Fuck, Come on. fuck Max. Although Michael makes it clear that, that they didn't sleep together. If he's telling the truth, yeah. he's like, No, I didn't. But, like, this is none of Max's business, and it doesn't really have anything to do with anything. Nope. Not Max's business. And Michael points it out. He's like, since when are you in- involved in my social life? Like, why, you know, why yeah. do you care? It's not your business. Like, again, Max, who's the one who spilled our lifelong secret without consulting anyone else? That'd be you, buddy. That'd be you. I love her deck with, the, like, the plants and the chaise lounge and, like, balls in a birdcage. You know, all the things Me that she too. has there. I want that patio, please. Well, it also teleports, which is cool, because it looks very different than it did in season one. And uh, in End of the World, when Max showed up with his mariachi band, we discovered that it also looks out on a different alleyway than it did before it used to look out on the street. So this is like a magical balcony. Yeah. (laughs) Just goes where you need it. It looks how you need it to. It's pretty special. Maybe it's like part of the aliens world and it can time shift phase jump whatever yeah inside the nutrient bath has worked and Mm -hmm. tess is like oh we thought this would work and this worked which must mean that courtney is tricking us yeah this makes no sense she's like oh this i've fallen and i can't get up routine seems a little too convenient life alert yeah but but why and then they're like i know let's torture courtney when Courtney is like, I will tell you whatever you need to know. And they're like, yeah, you will, because we're going to torture you. I'm like, wait, but she just said she, okay, well. Yeah, I don't like Tess here very much at all. And everyone else is just going along with it. Some of the information that Courtney gives us here, which she definitely would have given regardless, is that Nicholas has some kind of device, the glowing green palace of doom, as we know, mm-hmm. that makes mm-hmm. time exist in multiple subset dimensions simultaneously. And so she suspects that the humans have shifted to another dimension or another plane of existence or something that you shouldn't think too hard about. Yeah. But that's where they have gone. They're not dead. Yeah, just in another dimension. Also, to get this information out of her there, Tess starts draining the tub. They're like, they're torturing her for information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That she was willing to give them. Liz and Maria go back downstairs. They get attacked by a skin, but the sheriff just appears out of nowhere and shoots him, which doesn't seem to have much of an effect. Yeah. No, it does not. The skin pops right back up and takes out Valenti. And so this leads 
Max to ask, if guns don't work, how do we kill them? And I was like, sweetie, was guns ever part of your plan? <laughs> See, like, darn it, there goes plan A, guns. It's true. Like, I'm sorry, since when do you all have guns? Valenti's the only one with a gun. I mean, I guess they were just, Valenti could have shot them all. Sure. But luckily he won't have to because they conveniently have a self-destruct mechanism built into their backs. <laughs> Dear God, why? Because there has to be, like, that's, I feel like that little valve is, like, where the, like, alien goop that's, like, living inside of the husk, like, <laughs> crawled into the husk through that little valve. And you that noise, seal it up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I did think, like, Courtney telling them about this self-destruct mechanism, it just shows even more that she's trustworthy. She just told them, like, yeah, how to kill her. Yeah. You know, like, I, she is on the right side here. Yeah, we could all be a little nicer to Courtney. Yes, that's for sure. But then she, uh, you know, is explaining something and uses a word that she shouldn't have used. She's explaining how Nicholas yeah. can get inside your mind. And she says, he rapes you of your memories and thoughts. No. No. I don't, I don't like that. it. Doesn't even make mm-hmm. sense. It is not a word that should be used lightly or out of context. It means sexual assault, period. Yeah. Yes. So, but the information that she gives us is important, which yes. is that she says Nicholas can do all the things you can times a thousand. So he has all the same powers as them, theoretically, plus he can like get in your head and mess with your thoughts and your memories. Yeah. So he seems pretty formidable. Yes. They decide they're going to go over to the UFO center and Kyle is like, what about me? And Max says, you're not someone I trust. I'm like, Ooh. Max, it's time to put on your big boy pants and get over it. Like, you need everyone. You have no right to try to decide what Liz should or shouldn't do and who Liz should or shouldn't do things with. Mm -hmm. It's none of your business. You broke up. Well, she broke up with you and you haven't let it go. And it's months later. It's November. And she broke up with him at the end of the previous school year. So what, in like May, June? Yeah. And then didn't speak to him for the entire summer. Mm -hmm. And he's now like, well, I'm mad at you for that thing that you did while I was spying on you through your bedroom window. Yep. Oh, Max. He doesn't get any better in the next scene. They go to the alley across from the UFO center and they're like going across the street in little groups. Isabel says, Max, if I ask you to do something, will you just do it? No questions asked. And Max nods yes. And then she tells him what she wants him to do. And he immediately starts asking questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just don't agree to it if you're not going to do it. Yeah. And Isabel still is not ready to tell him about the whole Philandra information mm-hmm. and give up the fact that she was untrustworthy in her other world, which is kind of making her untrustworthy now. But mm-hmm. let's not to think too hard about that. <laughs> so Isabel's like, well, I'll just take care of things myself then. And she finds Nicholas playing with a remote control car. Yeah. It's an interesting choice. They're really going out of their way to make it seem like he is a child. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess if you've been, like, stuck in this body for 50 years and have been pretending to be a child for 50 years, maybe you've discovered some things about being a child that you like. Like remote control cars. Yeah. Maybe he genuinely enjoys Remote them. control cars are cool. I mean, if it were today, he would have been flying a drone around, you know, a little yeah. quadcopter. Back at the UFO Center, Courtney tells Michael she's dying, and the only way to save her has something to do with the granolith. This will yep. be relevant later. Yes. She also, like, she looks so weird. You know, Ida was peeling, and it, like, made sense. But Courtney, it's like, she just has, like, these blisters, and, like, she just looks weird. Yeah. And, like, her veins are popping. Yeah. And she gets even grosser looking in the next Yeah, uh, she next sure does. She's looking real gross. When it starts affecting her teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Ugh. But in the back room, Liz is telling Kyle, she's like, I'm science girl, remember? Cool. There was an electric disturbance. Kyle says that this happened right about when everyone went poof. <laughs> yep, right around 10.30. Which means, like, makes me wonder, like, how early did Liz and Maria have to start work on a Saturday morning if they were already on their lunch break and coming back from their lunch break at 10.30 in the morning? It's a diner. I mean, diners open super early. Yeah. 
I just like you're gonna have your you're gonna have your high school students do the open shift. Honestly, that just seems cruel and unusual. What about that old lady who takes lots of smoke breaks? Make her open at six in the morning. Yeah. Jim comes in and wants to talk to Kyle and sort of redeems himself for the earlier moment. Yeah. We also get more information about the mom we haven't heard too much about. She left when Kyle was six and apparently hasn't been part of his life since then, which is a bummer Aww. for Kyle. Yeah. But the next night. Kyle lent Mr. Squishles to Jim so he wouldn't have to sleep alone. It's so He's sweet. such a sweetheart. See, Kyle what has always kid. had this, like, this really sweet little undercurrent. He just was yeah. a dick in season yeah. one. Yeah. And when this scene first started, I was like, did Jim just run across the street? Like, he's so out of breath. But then we discover it's because he, like, seems he's to know that this is, like, something's happening. Away. And he's trying to cling to the memories of Kyle to keep himself tethered to this plane of existence. Mm. Uh. Or trying to, like, get things off of his chest. Like, right. Yeah. Like, he sure. feels the end coming and he wants to make sure that Kyle knows that he's loved and and important. Yeah. Especially after their fight of the morning, I feel like. And do you remember what Jim was like at the beginning of the show? Like, totally ignoring Kyle, mm. not really giving a shit. Like, Kyle would come to his office and he would just, like kind of brush him aside mm-hmm. and like I feel like mm-hmm. he has come light years and like yes at the beginning of the episode he was like being kind of shitty but with Kyle like dying and the way that Jim has kind of developed I feel like he has uh come to express his love for Kyle more verbally and it's mm-hmm. great yeah he's definitely gotten a lot more open with him I think since the trauma of the finale and I, his little line before he goes poof, he says, I'm in awe of you every day, son. And I apologize Aww. for not recognizing the man that you're becoming because you're you're a darn good one. Oh, like, yeah, he is. Well, it's yeah, so cute. You, Jim. Oh. <laughs> oh, and now Valenti's gone. Aww. And we just got him back. He's been missing a few episodes. I know. What the hell? Did anyone else think that this skin woman who came in, like, first she was in the window, then she doesn't, did it? but I didn't see that. I just saw her, like, come attack. Did anyone else think that was Ida? It's yes. just some because other old I lady. I thought it was Ida and then was so confused when we then saw her later, because it was like, wasn't she just killed, that I rewound and was like, oh, it's a different lady. Mm. She's a lot more petite than Ida. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that moment, though, with, like, her posing in the, in the like, window thing, like a painting, and then, like, like Maria wanders down and then wanders back and the, notices the painting is empty. Like, I love that whole little moment. And Tess just, like, without hesitation, kicks the self-destruct button and kills this skin. Yeah. We're all just killing people left and right. Yep. They're under attack. It's kill or be killed That was now. a great kick, though. It was quite impressive also i thought that this showed like how tess is kind of getting incorporated into the group because mm-hmm. maria like the second the woman pushes her down she yells tess because mm-hmm. she knows that tess is the closest but the yeah. fact that she like sees tess as someone who could help her yeah. um, i thought showed that cl- closeness season one tess might have been like ah you're a human what do i care about you but season two right. tess is just there for her and does what needs to be done yeah mm-hmm. she's she's like she's one of the one of the scoobies she's one of the pod squad so Max decides that they're going to head to the school because it's their turf. A school is like one of the more difficult buildings to defend. Why not just go to one of your houses? Or like, let's leave town. Or like yeah. anything yeah. other than the biggest building I can think of with multiple points of entry. Yeah. Also, because it's our turf. I'm sorry, is the crash down not your turf? Is the UFO center not your turf? Like everything's their turf. Well, those places have been infiltrated already. So they need to find yeah. a new a new hideout. Yeah. But I don't get it. Even for like the sh- from the show's perspective, like I don't get why they wanted to do it, why they needed to go to that set. I don't know. They just need to like empty a big empty space, I guess. Yeah. A big space for the big like firebomb mm. that's yeah. going to oh, happen yeah. later for that beautiful CGI. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Liz has another science moment where she posits that the skin's time dimension is catching up with the humans and that's why Jim disappeared. And Kyle is holding it together really well after just watching mm-hmm. his father blink out of existence. He notices the postcard and is like, mm-hmm. aha, the glowing green phallus of doom. And this is... How could I forget that large phallus? I. This is such a... I have... Uh, why? They know now that the humans can disappear at any moment, and their big plan is to send three humans <laughs> who can disappear at any moment to save 
the to world. To fix the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. No aliens are going to go and back them up and be there as a fallback. It's just disappearing humans are best. And what about sticking together? Yeah, it was not It was not smart. Kyle does get a, a really fun line when Max is like, I'm in charge, man, man, man. And Kyle is like, hey, I've been really nice about following your orders, Senor Presidente. Yes. <laughs> but if I can do something to help bring some people back or ensure that Liz, Maria, and I live to see another day, I'm going to do it. I was like, cool, yeah, cool. But then, like, Max seems like he's like, okay, like, I get it. And then Kyle is like, I'll take care of her. And I wanted Liz to be like, yeah, I can take care of myself, thanks. Yeah, like, I don't need you. I don't need either of yeah, you. Yeah, it's like passing her from one guy to the other. It's like, okay, you were taking care of her. Now I'll take care of her. Right. It's like the whole thing of, like, a father giving away mm. his, his daughter at her wedding. No, thanks. Like, I hate that idea. Yeah. And I say, fuck that. And here's a place where Michael does a lot better than Max, and he's really sweet with Maria, and Ugh, he's like, yeah. I'll see you soon, and she's sort of like, yeah, okay, whatever, and he's like, no, like, I mean it, I'm telling you that we are going to see each other again. He's trying to reassure her, it's nice. Yeah, yeah it's I like that moment, too. Yeah, like, he's been he's been bonding with Courtney, or whatever, but he still clearly has something with Maria. Mm-hmm. He cares about her. Yeah. yeah, and he has confidence in them that they will solve the problem and that they will all be okay, they'll all be safe, and he's, like, reassuring her and sharing that confidence with her. It's I like, like, don't it. worry, even though this is the dumbest plan in the world, I think we'll see each other again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? It was so stupid. Send one alien with right. them. Like, you've got a bunch of aliens. Send at least one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very stupid. Also, you know what else is stupid? Courtney just leaving and sitting behind a building. Well, do we yep. think she's left or do we think like Nicholas has surreptitiously come in and captured her? That's what I assumed. Oh, I thought, I thought she, she like, left. left. I thought no. she's going to try and make it to the granolith. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? But she obviously like is already too far gone to make it to the granolith because yeah, right. she only makes it outside. Yeah. But first we get uh, this scene on the bus. On the special bus. Mm hmm. And Ida, Ida, with this great line here, she's like talking to Isabel and she's like, ah, you're trying to ambush my baby. I should pull out your filthy eyes and grind them to dust. Yeah, that's intense. <laughs> whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know how you do it on your planet, Ida, but that's not normally something we do here. Also, like, not how eyes work. You'd have to dry them out first. Yeah. <laughs> She's gonna put them in the like dehydration iron. Or, uh, uh, put them in the dehydration oven, like you know how you make dried yeah. fruit. Oh, like god. dry them out. Oh god. Well, the skins just like dissolve into dust when they die. So maybe she thinks that that's what everyone does when they die. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. I don't think they know how like human bodies work. Just their husks. Yeah. Yeah. And Isabel then is like, "Hey, Nicholas." <laughs> Get your mama like, out of here. I remember. Here. <laughs> yeah, she tells him, you awakened something in me. <laughs> and he's like, oh, our forbidden meetings. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So she was in, v- Valandra was engaged to whatever version of Michael, had a lover named Kavar, who she betrayed everyone for, and was boinking Nicholas on right? the side. All yeah. right. Get it, Valandra. This kind of makes the version of Isabel in Summer of 47 make more sense. <laughs> um, so this is this is when I thought Nicholas was acting like a teen because Ida comes in and like knocks Isabel out and he's like, Mom, I'm sick of this. Yeah. I just like thought he was a very teenager here. Yeah. But yeah. also like what was Isabel's plan? Like she knew Ida was still yeah, there. I don't knows? know what she was aiming for with this. I mean, she got herself out of the cuffs, so that was a start. Yeah, yeah, but then she just got knocked out, and then Nicholas is like, now she's no good at all. And I was like, honey, she's going to wake up again. Like, what? Right. What? Okay. <laughs> now I can never get the information I want. Yeah. So instead, he's like, okay, well, let's kill every last one of them. Which I also, like, what Which is that going to Which will totally accomplish? get you some information you need. I don't understand yeah. any any of this. What is anyone's plan a, for anything he's just, ever? He's pissed. He, I thought that was also like a teenage boy move, just kind of like an immature, like, well, if I can't get what I want, I'll just ruin it all. Yeah. A little petulant little baby. Yeah. Also, why is Kyle driving the Jetta? Why are boys always driving girls' cars? Maybe Maria's too freaked but out. That, it, yeah. 
But also in this show, they don't always do that. They Sometimes don't, yeah. girls are driving, you know, so I'll give them that. And I mean, uh, Liz was driving Max's Jeep in the last right. episode. So. Well, it's a good thing Liz isn't driving the Jetta because she's our first one to poof away after she has this really sweet exchange with Kyle where Maria's like, oh, if we get out of this, I'm going to spend more time with my mom and write to my grandma. And Liz is like, oh, my God, I have to set the record straight with Max. And Kyle says, yeah. he's Max. He'll always know, right? I was like, oh, Kyle. It's very yeah. nice. But then Liz vanishes, so she doesn't have a chance to absorb this message. I feel like much like with Valenti, like she seems to have some sort of feeling that she's on her way out and she's trying to set the record straight before she goes. Like he wanted to make sure yeah. that Kyle knew how much he cared about him and loved him. And she's kind of in the same boat. She like wants to make sure the record is set straight before she poofs. Mm-hmm. So Kyle and Maria get to the billboard and have the best exchange where they're like, okay, we got to like disrupt the electric flow. And Maria says, so how does electricity work? And Kyle says, why are you looking at me? We were both in the same remedial science class for three years. (laughs) This was clearly not a very good teacher if they were in remedial for three years straight. Oh, boy. Although to be fair, like I didn't, uh, I mean, maybe I just don't remember high school science that much, but like, I don't think that I would have known like about electricity and this and that. (laughs) <laughs> and then there's a skin. Uh oh. I love I love Kyle on this too though. <laughs> oh, it's the best. He says, Buddha, forgive me, but I'm gonna kick your ass. Yes. Yeah. I was like, Buddha <laughs> is not like Jesus. Like you don't get forgiveness from Buddha. You're not praying to I Buddha. But I love it though, because like, you know, there's the phrase like God forgive me, yeah, which is it's like adorable. a really common phrase, but like he believes in Buddha. Like <laughs> Buddha forgive me. <laughs> Uh, And so now Kyle gets added to the list of people who have killed, which is growing ever longer. Yep. Mm -hmm. Killer be killed, I'm telling you. And then we see Nicholas doing his mind drain thing on Courtney. And Courtney sacrifices herself so that he won't find out where the granolith is, which we find out here. Michael told her where it was, which is huge. It means that he trusted her. And we see that that trust was justified yeah. because she self-destructs rather than give away their secrets. Yeah. She clearly was very trustworthy. And, like, she reveres Michael. Like, mm. she follows him politically. Mm. and um, With a love mm-hmm. shrine. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. No, no, no. She's very much into him more than just politically. <laughs> yes. But, but I mean, she's, she's devoted to him mm-hmm. enough to kill herself. Mm-hmm. Instead of sharing his secret. Also, before she was like, take something heavy and hit this spot as hard as you can. And then she just reaches back and like touches it and is dead. That's fine. But it seems to be like a valve of some sort. So she can probably like twist like and release. It. Like, yeah. yeah. Or she's just in such a weakened state that it's just a little boop, did it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Also, I thought it was funny when Nicholas touches her chin oh. and then is like, oh, and like wipes his hand Ew. on her shirt. It's like, clearly she's just, like, so gross right now. And her teeth are rotting. Yeah. It's just gross. Yeah. Yeah, the the husk is, uh, the husk is not happy. Nicholas is also, I thought this was interesting. He also, like, clearly admires her move mm-hmm. to kill herself. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's, now that's a soldier. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, He's he, like, like he sees that as, like, an impressive thing yeah. to have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, over at school, though, we find that, Tess still thinks that Courtney has betrayed them to Nicholas. Um, But then Nicholas shows up and he like ties them all up and tells them like, hey, no, Courtney sacrificed herself to protect all of you. I wish we got like Mm -hmm. a little bit more of a reaction from Michael on that one. Um, Mm -hmm. But he also Nicholas here calls Isabel Valandra. Mm hmm. Which is not lost on Max. Right. And Nicholas says to Michael, by the way, love the hair. Hope you win. And I was like, <laughs> I know, it's so good. <laughs> okay. So good. Also, did any of you notice that like these, I guess pyre isn't the right word, but like these columns they have them on, which clearly like aren't, weren't really there. They like made them there. Mm-hmm. But also um, each one of them has a spotlight on them. If you yeah. look like each one of them tied up to the thing has a spotlight. I just think it's great. I mean, if you're going to torture people, you might as well do it with dramatic lighting. Exactly, yeah. exactly. They're like, let's create these things we can tie them to, but also let's create this great lighting for it. Yeah, let's just consider it. Love it. 
<laughs> when you have as much power as Nicholas, why not? Yeah. So he's torturing the other three to get Max to talk, and Max immediately is like, yep, let's go. I'll take you to the Granolith, but let the other ones alone. And, like, I don't know why Nicholas just didn't do this in the first place, because he's like, oh, okay, well, no, I can just steal the information from your brain. I don't need you to take me anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then we head back to Maria's car, and I love Maria here. She's, like, freaked out, but she's like, I gotta keep it together! And she she saves them just in yeah. time. Just as she goes poof, she manages to get the jumper cables all set up to disrupt the mm-hmm. electrical flow, and... Mm-hmm. And she does this by connecting the the red clamp and the black clamp, which, anyone who's listening, please know that you can never do that yeah they're not supposed to touch each other no they're not um if if they're once they're like connected to to a battery battery. you know if there's no electricity flowing through them whatever basically any contact between the clamps uh can produce a spark which will burn your hands or worse it can ignite flammable liquids in the engine Hmm. and the car can blow up so she's lucky that she only blew up a phallus yeah and not her car and herself and so it worked for this, but it don't don't ever do that. But don't do this. Don't try it at home, kids. Yeah. Don't connect your jumper cables back in on themselves while connected to a car Never. to disrupt a giant phallus of doom. Granted, don't none, do it, I don't kids. think any of us are going to have to blow up a giant phallus of doom, a glowing phallus of doom. Um, I don't know, Eliza. That's like on my daily to do list. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Never mind. Sorry. I can yeah, only speak a, for myself. It's a recurring task in my Outlook calendar. <laughs> Got it. And at school, they're, you know, things are getting worse and they're torturing. And then Tess, all of a sudden, screams and then gasps and then fireball. Okay, this scene was supposed to be, like, hysterically funny, right? I think it was supposed to be serious. (laughs) But the CGI is atrocious. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, the, like, fireball. This is, like... Imagine if Game of Thrones had this level of CGI when Daenerys is like on fire. What a different impact that. Show <laughs> what like at had. the beginning? <laughs> at the beginning when she was in the in fire? Yeah, it's like I'll I have yeah. these screenshots of it so you can see it like frame by frame where it's just like growing and like it's so bad. <laughs> so she later says like she just wanted to scare them by making them see fire, but then the fire manifested physically and it rushes past her but doesn't hurt yeah. any of our aliens. It like targets any the of them. skin somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. she's clearly more mm-hmm. powerful than she realizes. Yeah. You know, like she clearly doesn't know the extent of her power yet because she. I didn't mean, I don't think any of them do. That's been no, obvious you're totally a right. few times with, yeah. you know, Nicholas has all the same powers, mm-hmm. but times a thousand, you know, and even uh, Nacedo told Michael in the previous season that you know you could be so much more powerful than you than you are. I don't remember exactly the way he yeah. says it, but he basically implies they could be mm-hmm. way more powerful if they honed their magic. But and but we were led to believe that like Tess is more in mm. control of her powers because of being mm-hmm. raised by Nacedo. Remember she was like teaching Michael how to use his powers, but yeah, it's clear yeah. that like she also doesn't even know what she can do. Yeah. So now Courtney triggered the like death of all of the husks and Tess has now triggered the death of all of the skins. So like genocide, just complete genocide yeah. of whatever the skins race yep. was. Right. And N- Nicholas, Ida, like these are the ones who did the bad things. Uh, the people who, you know, the blonde woman who ran at them, the guy in the crash down, but everybody else didn't like actively mm-hmm. try to hurt yep. them. And Max has like them all. one second of being like, wow, Tess, you saved us. Great work. And then he's like, Velandra? Are you kidding me? Yeah. What is this? (laughs) And then we get the (laughs) best moment of the entire episode. Because we get to see Alex, who is complaining about his pancakes being cold. And of course, we know why his pancakes are cold, but he doesn't. And Jim is so happy to see him. (laughs) And Alex is so confused. Yeah. Yes. He's like so (laughs) sentimental. It's cute. Yeah. And Alex is just like, okay, buddy, yeah, sure. I would also think that Jim would not sit down with Alex. He would be like, cool, you're back. Where is Kyle? Yeah, where be my son? Because, like, do we think that they all just came back wherever they poofed away? He would have probably, like, come back to the UFO center and been like, shoot, Kyle's not here. Like, let me go check the crash down. But I feel he wouldn't have just been like, oh, okay, Alex is here. Probably Kyle's out somewhere or whatever. I'm cool. 
would have been like, I'm going to go find him. I'm going to go give him Mr. Squishles. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, Izzy runs home Aww. to check yeah. on her mom and discovers that her mom is back. Yeah. With these weird ass gloves, gloves so much. Her her like dish gloves with Uh nails and a ring. It's like, oh, you can't be not feminine for even a second. Such a two thousand thing. Like she probably saw those in her Martha Stewart (laughs) magazine in an ad somewhere, and was like, yes, classy dishwashing gloves for a classy lady like Diane Evans. Like, I picture, like, one of the kids getting them for her as, like, a weird, like, Mother's Day yeah. or Christmas gift or something. Like, what do we get, Mom? I don't know. Like, look at these dishwashing gloves. Like, uh, There's a, there's a like, yeah. little parallel here where in the crash down, like, Jim was happy to see Alex. Alex was confused. And here, like, Isabel's so happy to see Diane. And Diane is just like, okay, yep. I will take affection from you wherever I can get it, teenage daughter. But I'm very confused. Yep. Yeah. And something that I don't get is like, what did all the humans think when they came back? Like, nobody is reacting to the fact that, like, there mm-hmm. was a broken dish or the cars had all crashed into each other or and everything, hours, you know, like. Hours and hours seem to have passed if you look at yeah, a watch. Yeah, nobody or really clock. notices. Unanswered questions. One of many. Yeah. I love seeing Liz and Maria's affection, though, out by the billboard. We see them hugging and jumping up and down and happy, and then, like, <laughs> Kyle getting in on the on the joyous action, just, like, awkwardly. It's adorable. Like, Hi! Yeah. And then we finish up with this little scene of Max and Tess walking through the park, and, like, again, Tess, just like Isabel did at the beginning of the episode, Tess is feeling terrible about having killed all of these people, and Max is totally Mm -hmm. oblivious max is just like oh huh could you do it again yep yep. and tess is like no i don't want to like i don't want to be out of control that was not my intent right she didn't mean to kill all those people is this supposed to be nicholas scooting on by yeah it's supposed to either be him or like leave them questioning wait was that nicholas because we didn't see him all that well but it like Leaves the possibility. Mm. And we don't we don't see the face, but yeah. Also, which reminds me, I didn't, I forgot to bring this up, but you know, everyone else was peeling. I does peeling. All the people who attacked them, their skin's peeling. Nicholas didn't seem mm. to be peeling at any point. Nope. You know, and like, it's, it's implied that he's more powerful than everyone else, but like, was he not dying like they were? So this, this kind of also leaves me questioning of like, uh, did he yeah. not die with the rest it's of them? It's a good question. I don't know. I had a lot of unanswered questions for this, um, but a lot of them had to do with that time phase thing that we just talked about. So like pancakes and frittatas apparently can cope with existing across multiple time phases, but humans can't. So it seems like no time has passed <laughs> for the humans. So like, I don't know, did the clocks even move forward? Who knows? It's like the objects that they left behind. Maybe not. Like, but here's my question. So, like, Elisa, you mentioned, like, the cars rolled on. Did the people who were driving those reappear at the spot where they had been and just, like, fall to the floor, to the ground? <laughs> just, like, Because fall. this leaves me extremely concerned about the baby whose carriage Maria knocked over at the beginning. Did that baby just <gasps> reappear two feet off the ground and then fall just into fall the asphalt? Just fall on the oh fucking pavement? Oh. oh, my God. Yeah, why would it show up in a stroller that, like, right. has moved? How? Yeah. You would think they would show up exactly where they left off. Yeah. So, like, are there all these people just, like, poofing back into existence on the highway and then getting mowed down by a car? Because that wouldn't be fun. Oof. I think think it's better for us not to think about the logistics of this. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Do we have any other specific unanswered questions? I feel like we're getting better at just integrating our questions in as we talk Mm -hmm. throughout the episode. Yeah. (laughs) Well, then let's move on to Hot and Saucy. Now let's see who's hot and saucy. Saucy. So I debated between two things. One of them was just um, Maria's mm. braids, because I really like them. Mm. I like her look in this episode. I think the braids are, like, really cute and classy. But I guess I'll go with Michael when he's, like, comforting to Maria and confident that she's going to come back to him again. That's my moment. It's like him offering comfort and giving her confidence in the mission that she has to complete. 
I went with Jim Valenti, shocking to everyone, <laughs> for that little moment where he expresses his feelings to Kyle, like with when he thinks that he's dying or Aww. whatever, like on the precipice. His thought is like, I have to let my son know that I love him and I'm proud of him and I appreciate him. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. And I really want to know more about Kyle's mom. She is missing out on getting yeah. to know a great kid. Her loss. And this leads to my choice, which I know it's a little it's a little cliche, it's a little obvious, but I just loved Kyle's line of Buddha, forgive me, but I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> that was great. Because like he is, he's a he's a peaceful guy, but when it comes to like protecting himself and his friends, yeah, he'll do what needs to be done. Yeah, I like that. He knows that they need to do this to bring his dad back too. So like everyone yeah. is mm-hmm. at stake here, and he's just like, all right, I gotta do this thing. I'm gonna do the thing. Yeah. But yeah. So now Michael has killed. Isabel has killed. Tess has killed. Kyle has killed. Of our aliens, Max is the only one that we haven't seen kill someone huh i guess yeah. that's true <sighs> okay well our last order of business then is lisa's predictions oh boy <laughs> my favorite part so lisa <laughs> our next episode title is meet the dupes what do you foresee happening for our heroes and heroines based only on that episode title so when i think of dupes it's either People who have been tricked, like duped, mm-hmm. or duplicates. Based on what we know about the extra pods that crashed to Earth, I'm guessing that it's duplicates and that there are other clones of the Royal Four and that we're going to get to see <laughs> our actors in different roles, which is always fun. Especially for Jason Bear. Like, I really just feel like Jason Baird needs to have more fun in this show, and he only gets to have fun when they let him play a different character, because Max is so serious all the time. So I hope that the other version, the other, like, clone version of Max is just, like, a super fun, easygoing, laid-back, chill kind of guy who's just, like, well, I guess he's not going to be a stoner, because it was early 2000s. but like i want him to just be like super chill and just like go with the flow don't worry about things let's all make decisions by consensus no one's in charge you know somehow i doubt it but that's what i want we'll just have to wait and see yeah i like your predictions and i feel very confident that whatever happens we will see isabel in more leather i fucking hope so (laughs) yeah i like leather Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks on Tuesday, December 8th with Season 2, Episode 8, Meet the Dupes. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Roswell Hot Sauce. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Roswell Hot Sauce. As always, you can find show notes and more information at our website, roswellhotsauce.com, and email us at roswellhotsauce at gmail.com. Pass the Hot Sauce is produced and edited by Ashley Hullett. Our theme music is by David Belcourt, and our logo was designed by Billy Murray. Until next time. Love the hair. Hope you win. <laughs> <laughs>